What's going on, ghosties? Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome to our show. We are your hosts. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Veronica. And it's time for our much-needed coffee break. So, Veronica. Yes. I hear that you've started a certain book. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. I did. A certain and... book that I warned you not to read. No, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> pull through push through and get through this book but like okay like I don't know you see the word haunted like the title haunted and you think okay cool it's gonna be spooky um <laughs> whatever it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna haunt me for life um this oh, it's gonna haunt dis- you for life all right yeah it's disturbing to say the least like <laughs> in 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 a way that I was not expecting it to be so I'm just like um disturbed. And uh-huh. I don't know. I, I think I'm gonna continue reading like cannibal books, <laughs> like cannibalism <laughs> books and like thrillers and true crime because this 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 whatever this is is not me. Like <laughs> what? But like oh, there's said, cannibalism I'm later, though. That's why like I'm gonna push through, I'm gonna keep reading. I I want this to be a book that I can say, yes, I have read every page from start to end and I got through it and I don't want to talk about it (laughs) I don't want to talk about it I can't it's like things you can't even talk about like I I told a (laughs) I told a couple of my friends I'm like so this is the book I'm reading and like I was telling them they're just looking at me like what the fuck are you reading (laughs) it's not it's definitely not a book so far that I can talk about on the podcast I mean I'm sure I can but it's not something that I would want to talk about, I guess. But yeah, once no, I get, I get certain it. parts, I'm down. But like the uh, what, what's uh, what's going on with you? Hi. Do you think it's gonna take you to read like two years to read it, like it did for me, or how do you no. feel like it's gonna go? So I I will finish this book. Give me till the end of July. Okay. Okay. I see. I see your challenge. If I'm not done by the end of July. <laughs> I need to be at least three quarters of the way done, but give me till the end of July. That's my, that's my challenge. Okay. And ghosties, for those of you that like, haven't been around or haven't been paying attention, Veronica's reading Haunted by Chuck. What's his last name? Oh shit. Where's my book? (laughs) That's a great question, Chelsea. His last name is kind of hard to pronounce anyways, but if you look up Fight Club, the book, I got it. It's the same author. It's Chuck Palahniuk. Palahniuk. That's not how you say it. I know for sure. I've like I've heard it. I just how you say it. It's the one that can't fucking say it right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, I also have read a book recently Mm -hmm. that I finished. Mm -hmm. It's called "How to Survive Your Murder" by Danielle Valentine. Ooh. Low key, I would not mind it if you read it because I would reread it again so that way we could talk about it. Yeah. But so what I wasn't expecting, it had a lot of scream references. Huh. And I can see why you liked it. Yeah, like that's literally like because I was starting to get bored because I was listening to the audiobook and I did not like the audiobook narrator. Mm-hmm. The time if I don't like an audiobook, I'll I'll pick up the book and see if I like it then. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, as soon as it started saying like scream references, like they were talking about ski and everything, I was like, oh no, I'm I'm gonna finish listening. Like I'll I'll push through. Yeah. So I I listened to it. It's really good, actually. It like I really love the storyline and everything. Um, what I didn't, it's not that I didn't like it. The ending had me shook. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To the point where I stopped working and didn't even notice that I had stopped working. And I was like, just like zoned out, like horrified. And unless, because you know, when I listen to audiobooks, I picture it in my head. Right. And my boss, like, I didn't even see her walking up to me. She had to touch my arm and she's like, Chelsea, are you okay? And I looked at her and I was like, I, I don't know what to say about this ending. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, like, it's not, this is not a spoiler, but I'm used to it's a it's a young adult book, and I'm used to them always having a happy ending, right? And depending on the perspective that you take on this ending, it can it could be either one. Like you're either like like oh like she got what she wanted or she got what she deserved. There mm-hmm. is no in between. Mm-hmm. And I was just I have never been so shocked by a book. Like I've been shocked, but it's been a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like the last mm-hmm. time I got so shocked, like I was this time, was when I listened to the audiobook for it and I got to that scene that I, for uh, some yeah. reason, did not fucking know even existed until I read the book. That's I the wish last I could experience I that. I really <laughs> wish I, because like I've heard about that. Um, I heard about it a long time ago before I even wanted to read the book. I'm a huge It fan. Like It mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite movies, the original at least. The new one's good, but I'm a huge fan of the original one. Yeah. And oh, so, yeah. Like, Tim Curry, like, you can't beat Tim Curry. Oh, dude. Tim Curry. Legend. Legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, you know, like, I'm going to read the book knowing that that part's in there. I'm sure I'm still going to be like, what the fuck? But... <laughs> I, I wish yeah. I could have had your experience. Yeah, because the way that he introduces it too, like, even if you know that it's in there, you really don't see it coming until it's already, like, happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't see it coming. <laughs> Stop. It's children. Speaking of movies, I just, I've been catching up on my horror and thriller movies lately because mm-hmm. I've spent the last few years reading rather than watching movies. So I say mm-hmm. I'm a horror fan, but I, like, I've, I'm behind. So I just watched a thriller. It's called The Invitation. Have you seen it? No, I I remember seeing like trailers or like, you know, the yeah. but no. So I'm I'm working on like a gothic theme book, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I had heard that it had like gothic vibes that I was looking for, and it did. It did. Um, I was not a fan of the plot twist. I did not see the plot twist. And it just, like, ruined the entire movie for me. Mm. And are you going to watch it? No. Okay. So, Ghosties, spoiler for the plot twist. If you're going to um, watch it, don't listen for the next, like, two minutes. The plot twist was their vampires. Uh-huh. And it just, like, ruined the entire movie because it just started giving Twilight vibes after that. Like, straight Twilight vibes, but gothic-y. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just, it was horrible. I need to vent a little bit, actually, since you brought up spoilers. Can I vent to you? Okay, yeah. Ghosties, I'm going to vent to you. 
So remember how I um, talked to you guys about Tender is the Flesh, the book I read? And remember how I was like, spoiler alert, if you're going to read this book, don't listen to the next like minute or so. Uh Uh-huh. So here's the thing. Our little frenzy. Oh, God. Of course it's me. I... Any and all books that I ever read, I always just shove it in front of her. Like, okay, read it. You know, because it's like I have someone to talk to about it. Yeah. And so it was already initiated that once I was done reading the book, she was going to read it next. Uh Uh-huh. We hung out the other day and she listened to the whole entire thing. I'm like, bitch, I don't even want to give you the book anymore because you already know what happened. She's like, no, I'll still read it. Like, no. Anyways, (laughs) I just want to say I'm really upset. And um, I just, I can't look at her right now, you know? Yes. And ghosties, um, this is a normal thing for, like, the friendship group. <laughs> I don't know. There's not going to be a group in- anymore. <laughs> that's also a normal thing that's said, and it's never, like, it's never going to happen. Like, um, Stephanie, she's never going to be on this, ever. She hates us. <laughs> she doesn't love us enough to be on here. Uh... We're just going to keep giving you shit, Stephanie, until you're finally on here. Or finally catches up to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so we have an update on the Idaho University murders. Did you see it yet? Nope. All right. Ghosties, we covered this topic as it was happening in season one, like at the end um, in November. And if you don't already know, the trial to prosecute Brian Kopinger has begun and they are seeking the death penalty. That is kind of like, that's the update. They're starting the trial and they have um, put the death penalty on the table. Now, Shannon Gray, who is representing one of the victim's families, shared um, this quote. The question was, the question really was posed, if you're not going to pursue the the death penalty on a case like this, what kind of case would you ever pursue the death penalty on? Mm-hmm. It's a fair That's point. A mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fair point. There's a lot of controversy on this decision. Um, it's really, it, it, surprisingly, it's 50-50. Um, where, like, half the people don't think that it's fair, and the other half are like, yeah, he deserves it. What? Yeah, I was really surprised. I think that's why our system is so fucked up. hmm You know? And- in another kind of like system fucked up thing, um, because the investigators and the state and city released the house back to the university, mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember if it was prosecution or defense, but they really wanted the jurors to walk through the house as part of their like case or whatever. Mm-hmm. Idaho University is demolishing it by the end of the month. Wow. And there's a lot of people who are not okay with this because there's a lot of, it's the fact of, it's the size of the house, the, the weird layout, because I don't know if you remember, but there, there was a very strange layout to the house. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just like a square box. And so there's a lot of arguing going on with that as well. Interesting. I kind of have an update on Alexi Treviso actually. Oh, okay. Um, that you kind of reminded me about so if you haven't heard about alexi trevizo yet literally go on tiktok <laughs> <and just laughs> put her name in the search box 
I swear you're gonna be in this like black hole of just nothing but craziness so quick little summary of it um Alexi I believe was a 19 year old or 18 year old who gave birth to a baby in a hospital bathroom uh put the baby in a plastic bag threw it in the trash and tried to make it seem like she didn't know she was pregnant and oh the baby wasn't crying but the autopsy report showed that the baby did die from suffocation. Also, so the, the, the latest update is that Alexi was aware that she was pregnant. We all knew that, um, especially if you look at the pictures of her with her bump. Um, yeah, I, she... I finally mm-hmm. saw those because when you had talked about her, I had never seen the photos. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I finally, they actually showed up on my TikTok this morning, which is really mm-hmm. funny. And, and um, she, she, yeah, very obviously pregnant. Yeah very obviously pregnant and she tried to blame that uh on birth control her weight gain but you you don't just gain you don't weight. gain weight like that yeah um so anyways uh she was indeed aware that she was pregnant she did know she was having a boy and she already planned to name the baby alex so question is when did she decide that she didn't want this baby anymore if she had already had these plans um was it someone else that convinced her to not have the baby or do something to the baby because remember when the cops came into the hospital room where alexi had you know she had just killed her baby and the mom was in there she didn't know yet and the cops go we found a dead baby and the mom goes alexi um i told you to tell me the truth we talked about this Mm -hmm. we talked about how girls go to jail for killing their babies So, you know, now there's new questions coming up that still need to be answered. And I'm sure that we will get answers um, in the near future because, yeah, things are just consistently coming up about this case. But if I do find out more, I'll definitely update you guys. Yeah, the world is just crazy right now. It is. To get away from the craziness, let's talk about positive things. What? We do that here? Yeah, we do that sometimes, um, especially mm. when we're traumatized, especially with babies. Have you seen Taylor Swift's new music video that just came out? Um, I didn't see it, but I know who's in it. I saw like a post of it on Instagram. Yeah, and I just, I absolutely relationship. And Ghosties, if you haven't seen, Taylor Lautner is in her new music video. The Easter eggs that are in the video, like, I have to say, because, like, one of the things that Taylor Lautner had always said that he, like, regretted was not, because he didn't hear what had happened. Like, he never stepped in when Kanye West, like, interrupted her speech. Do you remember that whole thing? Of course. And so in the music video, he, like, essentially saves her. Like, he breaks her out. And I just think that that's really sweet that she gave him the chance to, like, representatively redeeming himself. You know what I mean? So I just think that's super cute, and and now for some strange reason, poor fan like always. Um, but I got a soft spot for like Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus. Those are like my OG girls. You know what I mean? Because I watched them grow up. Except for Taylor, like Mm -hmm. I didn't watch on Disney Channel, but but yeah, I just I I love it, and I love that you're letting me rant about it. I mean, it's our childhood, you know, but what I was thinking about as you were telling this was, I feel like if we have young listeners, 
I don't think a lot of them will know who Taylor Lautner is. That's true, because Taylor Lautner was like like the big thing for us. Yeah, just because when we were teenagers. Yeah, that's true. So like, I can only imagine. Which I don't know if teenagers should be listening to this podcast, but <laughs> but also like, I feel like they would know about Taylor Lautner just because ta- like Swifties are hardcore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and like with all her songs and stuff, like you know the secret that back to december was about him and all this other stuff but anyways so more like inspiring things ghosties we talk about tiktok a lot on here and for good reason um yeah we we really do and uh i love what the people on tiktok can do for others specifically like right now talking about a video that just went viral recently when the video came across my fyp page it had about a thousand views on it and that was it by the time it went viral, it had millions of views, and it made new author, first-time author, Sean Warner, hit Amazon's bestseller list within a week. Like, not even a week. And um, the video showed a guy who walked up to Sean Warner in Walmart, and he looked really sad. He was promoting his first book, and, like, nobody was stopping for him. And this guy bought two copies, showed the video did a giveaway, gave one of the books for free, and it was signed, like, he signed it. And I had bought a copy, like, as soon as I saw the video, because this guy was, like, like, he was super sad, and, like, I, I always support, like, new authors and stuff. Yeah. But, um, he... <laughs> he is so, like, grateful for everything, and I've... And the book is uh, a mystery, which is, like, why I thought it was fitting for us, because it's, uh... I've heard that it's actually, like, really good. Like, everybody's commenting, like, it's actually really good. Like, go check it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I can't wait for my copy to come in because I'm excited. That's exciting. What was the name of the book? Do you remember? Lee Howard and the Ghost of Simon's Pierce Manor. Of Simmons Pierce Manor. Sorry. Sorry. You should um, post it. So, because, I, I mean, it sounds interesting. Yeah. I want to support, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely post it. But, yeah, I just, I thought the video and, like, just like people just doing something so simple like this guy had no idea to help this guy out and now he's selling thousands of copies all because of this one like generous you know it it took him what like maybe five minutes to do you know what I mean yeah but getting back into the spooky I'm gonna wing ourselves into the true crime topic of the week do you know what the elevator game is the elevator game? The um, elevator I game. think so. I think so. I think uh, Sam and Kobe did it in an episode, but go ahead and explain what it is. So the elevator game is basically where you put numbers into the elevator and like, like a woman will show up. You're not supposed to look at her, talk to her, like don't even like acknowledge that she's there. If you like, as you're following the steps, if you go back down to level one, like you're supposed to just like walk out and act like nothing happened. But if it goes, if the elevator goes up, you have to have at least 10 floors to the hotel or wherever you're at. But if it goes up, you can enter another world. Mm-hmm. A floor that's not really there. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, let's play. Um, okay. Well, let me, <laughs> there's rules that you have to follow. <laughs> and also ghosties, <laughs> if you acknowledge the woman, rumor has it that you will die. Um, too nice to play this game. I, like, Hello, how are you? That was my question. Like, I was gonna ask, would you want to play? 
I'll play, but if I know I'm playing the game and I see a woman, I, you best believe I'm looking. I'm <laughs> saying any anything, and yeah, yeah. I I'm hesitant just because like you have to do it by yourself. You can't do it with other people. I don't mind. I'll play as long as the elevator doesn't break. No, see, like my thing is my anxiety. Like I like I'll be, I'm not gonna talk to the woman. But my anxiety is that I'm going to get stuck in the other world. Like, I'm going to fuck up the instructions and not come back to our world. And then I'm going to be stuck just, there by myself. I just don't believe in that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, that just must be because I'm an author. and My imagination goes stupid crazy and my anxiety cannot handle that. <laughs> yeah. But let's get started in the true crime topic of the week. We're going to be talking about Marie Laveau. Do you know who Marie Laveau is? Um, New Orleans, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Marie Catherine Laveau was born September 10th, 1801 and died June 15th, 1881. She was a Louisiana Creole pr- practitioner of voodoo, an herbalist and midnight- midwife who was like renowned in New Orleans, still is. Historical records state that Marie was born of Free Orleans which is today's French Quarter. And at the time of her birth, Louisiana was still administered by the Spanish colonial officials. So her mother, I cannot say her name correctly, was a free woman of color from Africa, European, and Native American ancestry. Because her mother was not married at the time of her birth, her father was not identified on her baptismal records. But some people believe that a possible candidate is Charles Lavu, the son of Charles Lavu Tradu, who was a white Louisiana Creole and politician. Other historians claim that her father was a free man of color named Charles Lavox. And a lot of so this is kind of where the confusion comes from because both of them are the are Charles, and one is Lavu and one is Lavox. And the confusion comes from the inconsistent spellings. In surviving records because Lavox is the French spelling of Lavu. So the reason I wanted to talk about this particular topic is because the truth of who she actually was has been vastly warped in recent years. So this is mostly due to the fictionalized character in American Horror Story that's played by Angela Bassett. Mm-hmm. But it's also been going on for years before that because of the taboo surrounding voodoo. Mm-hmm. In many instances, she is still depicted as a voodoo queen, but an evil one who murders people and even tortures them. However, the real Marie Laveau was a kind woman. Surprisingly, I don't know if it's just because, like, I've seen her portrayed by Angela Bassett, who, like, I, she, you know, she did a great job for that character in the season. I love her. Yeah. Um, Marie Laveau, the real Marie Laveau, is surprisingly very white really yes i've seen pictures of her online that come from like the new orleans museums she is very light-skinned like very very light-skinned which i wasn't expecting but um yeah. so marie Lavu visited prisoners on death row and prepared last meals for them she cared for the sick in her community during the 1878 yellow fever epidemic She gave lessons to women in her community, and she was a dedicated practitioner of voodoo, a healer, herbalist, and entrepreneur. And 
She was also known as a prominent female religious leader and community activist. And in her role as a voodoo practitioner, customers would often appeal to Lavu for help with family disputes, health, finances, and other personal relations. She did die peacefully in her home, like I said, on June 15th, 1881. But I just thought that it was, like, important because, you know, we talk a lot about the negative side of true crime. And I really just wanted to show, like, sometimes the people that you think you know about, you actually don't. So, like like I said, Marie Laveau is usually depicted as evil. um, And uh, she was actually a really sweet woman. So, yeah, that's my true crime topic of the week technically not true crime but technically is because i'm giving the information the correct information you know what i mean i'm giving uh, the facts yeah sometimes facts are a lot better than the fiction sometimes some well actually yes yes because (laughs) fiction you know it's fiction but when you hear like it's like when you watch a scary movie and it says based on true events it's like oh makes it a little bit more scarier yeah but then a lot of the time like the only thing that's true is like the news part of it and everything else is fictionalized in those um so ghosties if you don't know already and i know this is super random but when chelsea and i record we we're on google docs so we're like reading off um a a list of a script you know type of thing not a script i want to say a script but I kind of just looked ahead at the tarot card reading uh, segment. <laughs> Did you forget? Did you forget? Yeah, because yeah, I saw my name and I was like, what? I have a tarot card reading <laughs> Oh. Payback. I'm gonna, Payback. I'm just gonna <laughs> take my time on the uh, paranormal topic of the week. For those of you that are confused, ghosties, um, no, 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 let week... them let them stay confused. No, it's fine. <laughs> they don't need to know. <laughs> last week, Veronica called me out in a tarot reading, and I told her I was going to get her back. The tarot cards called you out. I didn't call you out. You asked for that reading, <laughs> and because I felt for you, I was like, you know what? Listen, you could do a reading for me next week. But the fact that I see the title of the spread, which I will not say yet. <laughs> anyway, so the paranormal topic of the week. Um, I'm going to be talking about the haunted playhouse. Sorry, the haunted Pasadena playhouse. Um, and I'm going to be reading you guys an article um, from the Los Angeles Times written by Allison Bell. Um, another Another location that's like down the road for me so gonna take my time (laughs) (laughs) the Pasadena Playhouse is back this was back in 2010 after shutting its doors in February because of financial problems the theater reopened October 12th with the one-man play FDR starring Ed Asner but is the building's most enduring protagonist back as well Some say Gilmore Brown is the charismatic founder of the Playhouse, has been haunting the theater and adjacent office building since his death in 1960. Brown's ghost has never been seen, but he's made his presence known in other ways, such as moving things around, 
stomping about and uh, taking control of the elevator home. According to Pasadena Playhouse Archivist? Archivist. Archivist? Thank you. I was waiting for you to help me. You're just laughing at me. <laughs> Ellen yeah, Bailey. Funny. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it's funny. Ellen Bailey, who has been associated with the theater since 1940s. I even remember reading over this and I was like, I'm going to have trouble with that word. That's the sad part. Um, his intent has never been to scare or disrupt, said Bailey. He's a helpful, friendly ghost when he was alive. He wanted things a certain way, and he still does. But the question is now, is Gilmore's ghost still there, or did he get lonely while the theater was empty and depart for happier haunting grounds? Before his death, Brown poured his heart, soul, and talent into the theater for over 30 years. He was born in North Dakota in 1886, and as a young man, created an acting troupe called the Gilmore Brown Players. In 1917, he established the Community Playhouse Association of Pasadena. In 1925, he founded and became the artistic director of the newly built Pasadena Com Community Playhouse, which was designed in the Spanish colonial revival style by noted Pasadena architect Elmer Gray. The theater quickly rose to national prominence with the Southern California premieres of plays by William Soroyan, Noel Coward, and Tennessee Williams, as well as the world premiere of Eugene O'Neill's Lazarus Laugh. In 1928, Brown established a School of Theater Arts. In 1937, the Playhouse was declared the State Theater of California after it became the first American theater to perform the entire Shakespeare canon. Many major talents passed through the school and theater, including Gene Hackman, Justin Hoffman, William Holden, Raymond Burr, and Sally Struthers. Brown remains at the helm of the Playhouse until the late 1950s. There are many tales of Brown's afterlife appearances, such as when in the late 1980s, he was said to have lent a hand to theater alumnus who was working on the set late at night. As the graduate was carrying a heavy set piece down the hall, he felt the other end being lifted up and carried according to Bailey. Having heard stories about Gilmore's ghost, uh, the man was spooked at first and he ran out of the building, but eventually he figured that Gilmore was going to help him, let him. He went back with renewed energy and finished the set, Bailey said. Brown, a perfectionist, would often keep actors at dress rehearsals in the wee hours until he was satisfied with their performances. According to Bailey, he would sit in the audience with his cat, and if the cat turned his back to the stage, that was Brown's cue that a sense needed to be tweaked. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> And though both he and the cat are long gone, Brown has continued to make his disapproval clearing clearly known. Bailey said once during a dress rehearsal, an uh, overhead light crashed onto the set. We all knew it was Gilmore, she said. The director said, okay, Gilmore, I'll fix the scene. Another trick that Bailey said Brown used to play, fiddling with the lights in the control booth, fun, during intermission, uh, sorry intermission i can't read the technicians would lock the booth and take a break when they returned the settings on the lights would be changed and over the years if anyone ever heard footsteps when no one was around or a piece of paper or a prop mysteriously disappeared or got moved they'd blame it on brown bailey said up until about a year ago when the playhouse switched office space brown also regularly visited his former office on the third floor 
Frequently, the elevator would stop at the floor even though no one pushed the button, said Bailey. The door would open and close as if Brown himself were getting off. Not everyone associated with the theater believes it's haunted, however. Sheldon Epps, the artistic director of the Playhouse for the last 13 years, said that although he feels a spiritual and artistic connection with Brown, he never picked up on the supernatural vibe. But those who believe are wondering, where is Gilmore's ghost now? Tom Ogden, a local ghost lore expert and author of Haunted Theaters, ooh, might have to read that one, thinks Brown's attachment to the theater is so strong that a short closure wouldn't scare him away. He points out that the Pasadena Playhouse closed down once before because of financial problems for a much longer time from 1969 to 1986 and said Brown's ghost stuck around then. Here's the thing. There in the afterlife, there's no like time doesn't exist. There's no time. There's no such thing as time. So I don't I don't think his ghost went anywhere. I don't even think he's aware that time really passed. Yeah, you know. So I think it's very likely that his ghost is still in there. I'm very happy that it's a it's a happy ghost, like a good ghost, rather than mm-hmm. someone trying to just spook you to spook you or or do harm to you but I thought that was a really cute story like I said it's down the road for me so I'll definitely have to try to get inside those doors and visit and see what it's about um so that's my paranormal topic of the week Chelsea go ahead and get us started with the tarot card reading yay so the tarot card reading this week, like we said, is for Veronica. All right, don't fucking yell. Don't you're too <laughs> excited for this. You're too hyped. And the spread is a new one that I found that I've been like waiting patiently to try out. And I felt like this was the perfect opportunity for it. Mm. So the spread is called the bullshit detector. It is a four mm. card spread. Card one represents the problem. Card two <laughs> represents the lie. My card life. three represents the truth. That is the truth. And card four represents the solution. Death. So <laughs> just got so morbid and dark. <laughs> so Veronica. Yes. We are gonna start with card one and we are going to find out what your problem is. And this comes <laughs> through the six of wands. Okay. You <laughs> you, you, I just feel like you son of a bitch. So your problem, surprisingly, is not negative. Your oh. problem is that you are reaching victory and what you are trying to achieve. You are gaining a lot of supporters and well-wishers, and you have a very stable and strong um, success and successful battle. So it kind of worries me that the problem is the success. I think the problem is that I don't believe that. The problem yeah. is, is that I have success right in front of me. I have the love around me, but I'm allowing anxiety and other stuff hold it, to hold me back. It's very possible because card two is the lie. Oh God. And the lie comes through the king of cups. So you should be emotionally balanced. Um, Antidepressants will do that. And and so the lie is that you believe that you are not emotionally balanced, that you have not found the balance between intellect and emotions, and that you and that you don't have a deeper knowledge and awareness of yourself. 
when in reality you are emotionally balanced you do have the balance between like your intellect and emotions and you do have a better understanding of yourself okay so yeah i i think a lot of my i don't want to say happiness but i i think the whole not being like depressed like i was um i i just i blame that all on the pill not blame but you know Mm -hmm. so i just think it's my meds that are like making me feel this way but in reality i guess the cards are saying that i am okay which i don't i i don't know Let's stop taking my medications cold turkey right now. We'll see how I am next episode. Okay, well, are you ready for some harsh truth? No, I'm trying to fucking stall. <laughs> okay, because this is card three, the truth, and it comes through the king of wands reverse. You prefer to take the back seat and avoid any leadership at work and in your personal life. You are not proactive and because of this you try to avoid productive steps towards your relationships and you do have the ability to realize your dreams if you can overcome this yeah okay (laughs) so car four is the solution and this is coming through justice you understand cause and effect and that the outcome will follow your actions If you acted in alignment with your higher self, then you would have nothing to worry about. If you haven't, then you're going to be called out and and made to own up to your actions. You understand that the fairest decision will be made in order to find your balance and equilibrium. So, the solution is to find that balance. Mm Mm-hmm. And balance really came up a lot in this reading. So I feel like that's something important to focus on. Balance is something I've been trying to work on for the past three years, man. It's, yeah. it's not easy, you know? It's mm-hmm. it's not. And, and there's different types of, like, like you're, you, what you're trying to balance in your life are completely different to the things that I'm trying to uh-huh. balance in my life. Exactly. But you know that balancing those things in your life is really difficult. The things that I need to try to balance in my life are complex, you know? Yeah. Um, honestly, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> Not as bad as yours last week, for sure. I, I don't feel like mine was as bad as either of us made it out to be, though. Like, when I actually, like, sat down and listened to it while I was editing, I was like, you know, it it didn't so much like call me out as it did just get straight to the point and it it's just not sugarcoating things for me anymore it called you out in the things that you are not being consistent with yes but other than that yes it was straightforward and it was beyond spot on yes um, listen ghosties i have a problem with not listening to the tarot cards because i have issues <laughs> and the the tarot cards are not being nice to me anymore they're just being like straight up and they're not sugarcoating things for me like i said earlier like they're just they're like bitch you need to fucking listen and yeah you've had your chance to fuck around now you're finding out yeah you get your shit together yeah and I know this and I'm working on it and they're making sure that they that I know that they know you know (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) 
you have anything else to add? Nope. Okay. So thank you for joining us this week, Ghosties. We hope you had as much fun as we did. If so, make sure to give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I am still working on uploading all of the videos, but we are getting closer to being caught up, which is really exciting. And also equally exciting, if you want a tarot card reading, please DM us and we will choose one lucky person a week. We are your hosts. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Veronica. Have a spooky weekend. Bye. Bye.